0: Hello, and welcome to what I believe is the eighth annual Cheltenham Festival uh, preview podcast uh, brought to you by A Judge's Guide. This year, a slight change to the formation, but we welcome back podcast stalwart Martin Fagan. Hello, TRT. Podcast stalwart Rob Alexander. Good evening. <laughs> and industry stalwart but podcast debutant Ian Marmion. Hello, Ian.
1: Good evening everybody. Uh
0: probably going to stick with Marmo for the rest of the um for the rest of the That month. will do.
1: <laughs> that will do. That will do.
0: Um but we will with no further ado launch straight in to the annual curtain raiser the the Cheltenham Raw will go up as the uh flag drops for the supreme novices hurdle on Tuesday uh, and your betting is led by Facil Vega uh, available generally at two to one. Uh, you've got Marine Nationale available at fours. Elete Tomp, you've got eleven to two a bit of it. Sixes. It's double figures <laughs> bar uh, Fagan. As as ever, we'll start with you. Uh Vega at two to one fav. Can you see past uh, that? being been the best bet of, uh, of this race, or w- w- what's your opinion for the Supreme?
2: Uh, well. Obviously, start with the, fav- the with the favorite. Um, I couldn't have it personally at the price. Um, I thought he was. I thought he was short enough on what he what he'd done this season in his two hurdle runs when he was odds on for the Supreme before Double WM Festival. He bombed out there. I don't really believe the um, the excuses that Mullins and Town and they're using that they went too quick. Yeah, they, they went they were going fast, but um, high definition didn't seem like. He seemed like he was going a fair enough gallop. And if he wouldn't have fell, I think he would have would have run quite well there. And I think after the race straight away, they pushed him out to five, six. Obviously, that might have been because people might have thought he wasn't even going to run, how bad, how bad his run was. But um yeah, he's, there's been strong support over the last couple of weeks. But for me, back at a horse who's been beat 20 lengths on his last start at a price of two to one. Um, it just wouldn't be for me. Okay. Um my bet in the race if if we want to just skip straight to that. Uh, um, yeah, go on. I I, I fancy Ilite Tom. Um I just think he, he was thrown in a deep end last year. He ran in three grade ones um as a juvenile, pulled like mad in most of them, pulled pulled hard in the triumph, and still somehow came to the last with a chance, going down to the last. Uh, he faded, finished and um, I think, he finished, fifth, I, think finished, I think he finished fifth in the time. Yeah, peter him out to eight lengths by his old man. Um this season he's been fifth with a hood all three starts. He's looked a different animal. Um he won a, a walk, well, pretty much a walker was seven on first time up at Taylor's. Um, but that was good, good to just see him get a win under his belt. Sure. Next time out at uh, over Christmas, he was he was beat by the five Fasil Vega four lengths. Faso Vega sort of got the run of the race there, but he still ran a decent enough. Race, and then last time he seems to um, he seems to have been forgotten about a bit because of Fasal Vega blowing up. But he's he's won a decent enough race. Well, he stayed on he stayed on really strongly at the at, at the line. He's won nine and a half lengths, and that on time figures is the best piece of form in the race. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if Fascia Vega comes back and wins because it's Willie Mullins and he's he, he does these sorts of things like. He's one of the only trainers where, like, let's say, state man or these are or the horses in handicaps where people don't seem to give them a chance or it's never been done before. He can do these things. So I wouldn't be surprised if he won, but it wouldn't be for me. And I just think, uh, let's say Tom Scott's rock-solid form. And I think you can get a bit of four places, maybe not. I, I think he's a solid bet each way okay. at six to one with three places. So if you can get an extra place, then... You can get four,
0: six to one, four places with bet 365. Four places also available on the race. At Hills, Bet Victor and Coral, and Bet Fred, uh, but you know, they're not going to take a bet. Marmo, can you be
1: with Fasil Vega? Uh, look, you couldn't be with Fasil Vega if it wasn't trained by anyone except Willie Mullen, uh, <laughs> but it is. Uh, and I know that he did a very, very good piece of work at the Corral last Tuesday with Diverge uh, and just skipped away from him. And they're really bullish that they've got him back to his best. Uh, like il, est, il, est, il était, top, easy for you to say was a winner at the Dublin Racing Festival, but Fassal Vegas started five on against him the time previous uh you know if if the real Fassal Vega shows up in what are probably going to be pretty difficult uh, conditions, given what he did in the bumper last year, I think he'd probably go and win. That said, I couldn't face into a two to one now uh, on the back of that that run last time. Uh, I think if you fancy illitate, I'll tell you the first thing. By the way, I think there's ten novice races or are, are novice races all in. If you include the boodles and the bumper, I don't think the English will win one of them. I think Ireland will win all ten novice races at the festival this year. So I think if you you know if you start going down the list talking about a Tamuras, yeah, you're in trouble. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Marine National is likely to be weak. Uh, won the Royal Bond after coming out of a maiden, but Michael O'Sullivan can't claim. Barry Connell wouldn't be known for training too many Cheltenham winners. You can see the models being against that rapidly uh, and that drifting. Uh, And I think the one I'm going to have a small bet each way on is in the pocket. Uh, Second in that race at Leopardstown, got a very considerate ride. Uh, If we weren't recording, you'd probably say it wasn't off. Uh, (laughs) And I just crept into the race and that's 16 to 1 and that's probably the one I'll have a couple of quid on each way. Uh, And the related bet for me skipping rapidly on a Friday. Uh, they were they were first and second in the in the NACE novice hurdle and him uh, and three card brag. Uh, and I think if you're back in the pocket on Tuesday, you've got to have the each way double with three card brag on the Friday as well. Because if oh, that yeah. happened to go and run run above its run above its station, you can see three card brag shortening up as well. Three card brag. Yeah. There you go so you got a you you've got a yeah, Friday, that,
0: right? you've got a, th- a Friday bet there. An each way double within the pocket in the Supreme, and then three card brag in the Albert Bartlett. That's a lovely each way bet. And that is how we start. That's lovely. Rob? That's,
3: yeah, what more can I say, really? I do have some notes myself, pretty much echoing what the lads have said about Facil Vega. Yeah, he's probably the best horse in the race, but at two to one, forgiving that run last time out, uh, what Martin mentioned about. Uh, high definition in that race. Yeah, I think if he'd stood up, he probably would have would have run pretty well. Facel Vega just couldn't handle the the speed he was going. And yeah, there has been some strength in the market in the in recent days uh, in Facel Vega. But you are you're relying on Willie Mullins' genius, and that it's not obviously it's not a million to one. But I would certainly be against him. Like both the guys have said, at two to one. Uh, I've mentioned Lat Tom does look a. Solid each way bet with four places around six to one. Uh, clearly, a horse on an upward curve, and the application of the hood just see has shown him in such a better light. Uh, just kind of learned how to settle into a race, and yeah, everything. everything looks like it's clicking with with that horse. And I think he can certainly be there or thereabouts at the finish. And unlike Marmo, I'm a, oh, a touch are. touch. Uh, not upset, but a bit surprised in the pockets going for the Supreme rather than the Ballymore. And yeah, I'd agree with that. For me in the Ballymore, I would be a bit stronger about its chances, but they've decided on this race. And yeah, I can I can certainly see the argument. I think anti-post, it was a similar price in both the races. So it's not a huge surprise he's turned up here, but I would have think he had a slightly better chance in the Ballymore with the just be just a longer trip. I think he, the horse looked better over further. So, yeah, this will be this will be a tough test, and you will need to stay. So I can certainly see the argument, but yeah, Illety Tom each way is the bet for me in this. Okay, Fagan last. Yeah, point one, the Supreme.
2: Just one thing I was going to say. Maybe the reason why they have declared them in this is because uh, more more often than well, near, near enough always the Supreme is a test. They go a gallop, and it can be a test people normally think just because the Ballymore is five furlongs further that it is a, a, more of a test. But if you look uh, down through the past, the history of it, the Ballymore can sometimes be a false run race yes, and it can be true. won by something on the front end who can quicken, who has that acceleration. Whereas you've seen horses that have won the Supreme in the past like uh, Pff, Ruby won it on what off or off. Um, yeah. Champagne fever Sh- won it. Shishkin won coming yeah. from quite, quite far back and um, yeah, champagne, champagne thieves is another one. So it can be won, and especially if the ground is going to be quite soft, it can be won by a by a stair. And at least they you know they're going to get a gallop. Maybe they're thinking they're not going to get a,
0: okay. they're going to get
2: a bit of a false base in the Ballymos. Yeah, that's a that fair. That, that a, is a that fair point.
0: There we go.
3: And there's a sea of blue now as well.
0: Indeed, in the pocket, a sea of blue down to elevens in places, but you can still get sixteens with four places. Uh, if you listen to this, I suppose when it's released, uh, <laughs> good luck to you on Tuesday. Uh, but of course, I suppose Tuesday morning is when some prices will get pushed out, and there'll be there'll be firms that will just want to be bold and i to check on everything, won't there? So yeah, um, tomorrow's probably the worst
2: time, isn't it? Yes, That's tomorrow right. being Monday.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so best- it's probably it's probably just worth worth noting, uh, and I know but we'll know a lot more by the time this is released. But uh, I spoke to one of the guys who walked the track on Friday, one of the trainers. Uh, and he said to me, if, it, if they had raced on Friday, it would have ridden heavy. Uh, and he said he'd be amazed if one of the jockeys doesn't come in after the supreme and say that's the heavy side and the stuff. There,
0: there you go,
1: some inside info. That's
0: why you're here, Marmo. Thank you very so much. <laughs> there you go, delivering for us. Best bet in the race looks to be Illetetan and an each way uh, bet on in the pocket. On to the arcule. Uh, traditionally a relatively small field, nine runners this year. Uh, Your we're going to go with uh, joint favouritism, I suppose, with John Bon and El Fabiolo uh, at seven to four. Uh, Dynamo's 9 ninety two eight to one Saint War, uh, and it is uh, the rest of the field are rags forty to <laughs> one. Bar, um, go on then, Rob. You went last last time. Pick your winner out of the front two, I suppose, unless. You want to go with the 92 third foul?
3: No, I think the I'll start with the front two and work from there. But of the two, yeah, there's certainly, obviously, with the prices the way they are, the, there are clear arguments for both. Uh, but I'm just siding with uh, El Fabiolo on this one, uh, out of the top two. Like, John Bond definitely has to be respected, but I think he showed a kind of, a bit of vulnerability last time out when he was put under pressure. Uh, his jumping looked like it would completely fall apart. And I suppose you do have to credit the horse that it it was able to come back and, and win that race. It was a match race as well. So uh, it did, did well to, to come back and, and actually win that race. But I think there was certainly a lot of question marks put on that horse's ability to handle championship level Racing over fences. El Fabiolo, on the other hand, uh, this horse I think is improving at a really rapid rate. He ran John Bond to a Neck over hurdles in a grade one entry entry last season on just his I think it was second start for Willie Mullins. Uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think he had a one race in France before he joined Willie Mullins. So it was yeah, either his second or third start. You're forgiven. And I think. <laughs> for me he looks an even better horse over fences uh, his two runs this season have been pretty much foot perfect uh, he put a strong looking feel to the to the sword last time out in the irish arkle and i think in terms of pure ability and what both of those horses are going to be as chasers in the future i think el Fabiolo has a much higher ceiling than John bon so i'm going to side with him out of out of the top 2 Elsewhere, yeah. Pre-record. Uh, Martin did mention just uh, back in Dysart Dynamo. Each way, anti-post because it looked like there was going to be a small field, and I wouldn't definitely wouldn't put anyone off that he has a bit of Cheltenham experience. Although he did fall at the festival, he has come back and and won his beginners chase and then run okay last time out yeah. without being brilliant. But yeah, the one. Although it's not the most attractive price, you can get 7-4 to four about El Fabio, and I would be happy to take that in this race. 7-4
0: to four about El Fabiolo. Marmo, are you on side with that or are you opposing?
1: Marmo, I'm, I'm on side with that. Uh, I, I can't look at a nine-runner race, 7-4 to your pick without thinking, Christ, there must be an each way bet in here somewhere. <laughs> uh, look at jo- John Bond. Uh, look, he, he, started, he started 16 on the last day against Calico Dan's. Uh, and traded odds against in running. Uh, I know he came and won in, in the end, comfortably enough, but it didn't smell of a Arkel-winning performance, that, albeit he's got bundles of ability. Uh, look, at El Fabiola hasn't put a foot round over fences, as the lad said there. Uh, he's he's two from two. He's been foot perfect. Uh, I couldn't have said what, even though a few people were putting him up. Uh, he... He won He won at Leopard over Christmas. And he a big visionary in about three lengths. Actually, Palomino's visionary. And I think a lot of them. But that got beaten 40 odd lengths uh, at the Dublin Racing Festival. So, you know, how can that be in the frame? Uh, and I guess you end up with Dice Artino as the, as the obvious each way Nick, uh, traveling like a traveling thing when he came down to Supreme last year. Wouldn't have won, but, you know, probably would have been there, you know, second or there, thereabouts with John Bond. Uh, I'd be against John Bond. I'd probably be with El Fabiolo at around seven and four. And look at if Price or Dynamo drifts to a a, a a silly each way price, I think you'd have to play that, and the rags don't count.
0: Fair enough, Fagan. Anything to oppose?
2: Uh, it's not. This won't be a a betting race for me, I don't think. But um, yeah, pretty much. Well, sort of what the lads are saying. It does look like a two two horse race, obviously as the as the market suggests. Um, but I would, if 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 you put a gun to me, I'd. And I had to choose between the two. I think I'd just slightly favoured John Bon. Um, I know what Marlowe was saying about He went off 16 on last time and ended up trading odds against him running. And it, if you watch that back, it, it wouldn't give you any confidence and it, it didn't look like an after winner performance, but it was just for me, it just looked a bit like a piece of work. Um his his run before that stand down was was a lot better. I know that the basic form of beating brutal eight lengths isn't isn't amazing. But um, I just think El Fabiolo's had the chance to put up a good figure in a good race because Dysard Dynamo was there to to set set the fractions and there you have a chance to put up a good figure. And to be fair, he batted the field ten lengths. But uh, I just think in a race where, as Rob said, they're pretty much evenly matched on that entry he grave novice form. I just think for me, John Bond's maybe the safer jumper okay. out, out of the two. And yeah, it's gone to me. I to think I'd go John Bond, but I doubt if I have a bet in this race. So.
0: Fair enough. Sounds like uh, we're hoping that Dysart Dynamo can just drift a little bit so we can get a bit of uh, odds against on the place.
2: If we if we did if we did that, there'd be two non-runners. Two, <laughs> two <of the> <laughs> <laughs> Nailed. On. And he come fucking third?
0: Nailed on. Um, <laughs> okay, so El Fabiolo, the, the pick for Rob and Uh a little difference there from Fagan on. Uh oh John Bond, but no real bet for him. And that moves means we're gonna move on to the first handicap of the festival. It is the Ultima handicap chase, run over three miles one, 23. Uh declared. Your fav is uh six to one, Corak Rambler, Nassa eight to one, as is into overdrive. Although that's a sea of blue. In some places, that's in fact now favorite. Um uh, Oscar Elite is. Uh, 11s as it's fast or slow, and it's 14s or bigger. The rest, um, Marmo, I'll come to you. Fagan's not a big handicap chaser, so I can't imagine he'll have much of an opinion here. Uh, but I'm hoping you might be able to find us some sort of uh, some sort of bet to enjoy here.
1: Oh, well, I'll be having seven bets in this race. Unfortunately, I don't know what any of them are yet. Uh, <laughs> but, but I see Skybet are already eight places. Uh, and, and look at, I think. You know, there's going to be some value locking around in the overbroke books look, I have no strong opinion on it I thought I a quick look through it today I narrowed it down to Corey Crabble's got an obvious chance won the race last year found himself in an impossible position early on uh, some of them went wrong at the start and he won't be able to do that this year but I think he, there's very little difference in his weight this year compared to last year uh, and I know some of the judges were putting up a 10 uh, it's shortened in a fair little fair bit now, but maybe drift back out in the day. I thought three under five had run well. Uh, I think uh, traditionally you got to have a real, real strong stare in the Ultima, uh, and I know when I read through some of the stats, horses to perform well in some of the marathon chases run well in this race, and he's one that fits that bill. Uh, and the one that i would going to, I shouldn't say a tiny better, because I don't know if I'll back it or not. Uh, but uh, Pipes have got one down the bottom called I See Up Madrick. That was a very useful stare in France. It's Having their first run for them, and it really only caught my eye because Jack Tudor rides it. I'm telling you now, Jack Tudor is in the top five jockeys in Britain. Uh, rides for Christian Williams, uh, where well, you know I've got, got a couple of horses, doesn't really bother with many outside rides, but this one is different class. Uh, and I'd love to see that run well. So, I think they're like 10, 14, and 50. So, they're my three against the field for now, but no strong opinion. There, you three against the field. So, that was Corak Ramla.
0: Uh, although I mean, tens is is unfortunately now a dream. Uh, but you can still get 40, uh, sorry, uh, you can get 16s, three under through five, and you can certainly, as you say, get big prices. You can get 50 to one, six places uh, about ICO Madric, as you say, written by Jack Tudor. Rob, where's your Dart uh, on the Ultima? Thought. Well,
3: there's, I've got two written down, <coughs> one one at a massive price and one at the, closer to the top end of the market. It's clearly been been very found out in in the market it's got an obvious chance, but I think uh there might just be a little bit of value left, although I do see like you were saying it is almost favorite now I do think into overdrive you look at its form this season uh ran in the rehearsal chase at newcastle uh, ran long press to a length in that, and then beat sounds russian uh last time out, I think Sounds Russian pretty certain to have a go in the Gold Cup after running second in the Cotswold chase. Those look like standout pieces of form in the British handicap uh, long-distance handicap chase scene this season. This horse has improved, I think, in five runs, about £29, pounds, and I don't think it's quite reached its ceiling of its ability yet, Marker one four seven could certainly still underestimate him. Uh, I think we all know the record UK-trained horses have in this race. I think it's
0: for those who don't know.
3: Oh, it's at least. <coughs> oh, it's at least a decade since an Irish one has... Oh, we,
1: we barely have, we barely race. have a runner in the, the race any anymore. An yeah, we barely have a runner. Yeah, there's,
2: not, there's not that many. But I think there's been like thirty other Yeah, there's yeah a there's ha-
3: ha- there are a hand, handful of Irish-trained runners, but this is this is a this is one that the UK trainers target. just seem to have a uh, wow. bit, bit of a nap hand in that. So I think into overdrive. Yeah, I do see it shortened. There is eight to one with six places in a, at in one place at the moment. Uh, I think that would be of interest uh, at the other end of the prices. Uh, I do think if there is softish ground, uh, and he gets a bit of a, a lead out from. I think Veal Ben can certainly give a yes. good account of himself. Uh, there's 33 to 1 available. I think that's quite a bit overpriced. He ran an absolute blinder at Leperstown in the Dublin Racing Festival, one of the few UK-trained horses to even show up there. Uh, I think that showed there remains plenty of ability there. Uh, his mark is fine, I would say, 140. His jumping's reliable. Like I say, he kind of he tends to run handily or or out the front. Uh, one negative, he doesn't have an amazing record at Cheltenham, but I think that's certainly factored into the price. And yeah, I would like him each way around thirty-three to one. I think he'll he'll certainly give a good account of himself. Nice. He never never really runs a absolute shocker. And that was
0: into Overdrive, uh, who you can back at. Well, Sea of Blue five to one at Betfair Sportsbook uh, and uh, Paddy's, but out of eight at three six five with six places. So that those prices are, are bound to change. Uh, and then Topville Ben, as you say, thirty three to one, widely available. And as was mentioned, eight places available currently at Skybet. Fagan to close out the Ultima.
2: Um, yeah, I just had one really. Um, same as what first on my said, also uh, had the Rambler. Um, Echo what he said about yeah he had a nightmare at the start, end up uh, right out the back and he lost five six lengths. Um, one thing that will help help him this year is it will be a little bit softer than than uh, last year's renewal, so that sh- that should help him um, get back into the get back into the race. So I think if he if he's out the back and he needs uh, to come through a lot of horses, he's only up six pound for that run last year, and I think if you put six pound on his back in that renewal last year, he st- he's still the one. Um nice. yeah, um horses coming back as well after winning or running well in this race tend to run well again. If you look back through recent history, uh Put Two, one of your favourites, um, um, uh, he won it in 2016, then came back in 2017 and won it. Uh Vintage Clouds was placed a few times in the race before winning it in 2021. Um I think yeah, Beware the Bear was fourth before winning it the year after. So it just shows the horses who've got form, whether it's winning form or place form in the race, do tend to come back and and run well. So a Rambler would be a bet. But if you want to take advantage of the eight places, then a couple others with that sort of trend are Oscar Elite, who came third in the race last year. He's only up a pound from that. And then happy-go-lucky. He was second to Vintage Clouds. He is uh, that was two years ago? Uh, he is up five five pound, I think, from that, but yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be a massive interest in them other than the ridiculous uh place terms, but yeah, I, I see Coric Rambler going well. Obviously, he's five, so it's no um, True. it's no big thing, but yeah, yeah, I don't really bet these races. But Coric Rambler was the one that stood out for me,
0: okay? Coric Rambler, you also mentioned Oscar Elite, uh, you can bet Oscar Elite at 11 to 1, and what was your sort of other uh, one? just happy, go, just, happy just, just, go lucky. Just happy go going, yeah.
2: off, going off what I said, the fact on that the horses who run well in it Tent, tend to come back
0: and run well. And like happy that. go lucky. 14s. Uh, okay, on to the first showpiece. Well, as maybe not as first, but the certainly <coughs> the, the, the uh, showpiece event of the day is the ch- uh, champion hurdle, <coughs> and easily the most anticipated uh, odds on shot of the week, potentially one of the more anticipated. Uh, Races of uh, of a of, of Chapman for for a while. Constitution Hill is your four to eleven favourite. Uh, State Man is in at hundred to thirty. Vauban is fourteens, it's twenties, and bigger the rest. Uh, quick poll Is it a matter of how many lengths does Constitution Hill win by?
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, probably.
3: Definitely
2: not probably.
1: Yeah, well yeah, I, th- I think I think so, but I, I do know I'll be on the unders. You'll I be just on the I run, I'll be on the unders. I think I, I think that Nico won't be overly hard on him if he puts the race to bed uh, on on Tuesdays, particularly if it's really bad ground. Because I'm sure they're going to have the rest of the season in mind as well. Uh, I was looking this morning. I think I think that the even money over under will be about six and a half lengths. Uh, I'll i I'll, I'll definitely be on the under,
0: under winning lengths. I like that. I like that under six point five, roughly. Give or give or take. <clears> Obviously, <throat> yeah, a a line yet to be set. Uh, I suppose w- one way to attack this race, then, given so there are seven runners, is is the without market. Um, is there looking at that without market, which is not fully formed yet, but it does exist. You've got State Man in as your about two on Fab, give or take, maybe even having probably shorter. And then uh, seven to two Vauban, nine to two. I like to move it uh, and it's double figures the rest there. Uh, obviously, two places each way on these without markets, Fagan, as well. Is, is there a bet to be had here?
2: Uh, yeah, I think it's one of them. Like if Constitutional is not in this race and you're getting twos on State Man. A lot of people would probably say, "Yeah, that's a good bet," because he's beaten him last twice, and he obviously holds him on all long form lines. But my worry would be if, you, if you're looking in that way. Is um, I just I just think Constantineo. Well, I think a lot of people know this. He, he, he is a machine, and what I think will happen is he'll break the heart of anything that is up there with him. So anything that's racing handy. So like I like to move it. Like to be pretty handy. I think State Man has to be. He has to be either one length in front or one length behind of Constitutional because that's his main rival. Don't know what Thailand's going to do, but he has to be there. So my angle on the without market is, I think whether whatever point in the race that Nico decides he wants to go and win it, I think he could potentially break statement and break a like to move it. And I think then it opens it up for someone to come and, as, as the cliche says, pick up the pieces. And I I strongly think that will be Volban. I think Volban comes, sec- comes second. Okay. And I think um fixed odds, what is it Fours or something. But I, I think you're, pro- you're probably gonna you make it a bit bigger on the day because I think um obviously on all known four man's Volban can't beat State Man, which means he can't beat constitutional. So maybe the money might come for a like to move it. And I like to move it on Volvan might be a bit closer in the market than they are now at fourteen or twenty, but I, I, I think 4-1 one's a nice bet without, um, as I just said, I just think Constitutional is far better than these and anything racing up with them will be broken and I think State Man and I like to move it could potentially ruin their chance of placement because of that.
0: Love it. Great, great logic there. Uh, I mean, sounds like great logic, certainly. It uh, will be. Rob, you were sort of <laughs> nodding away
3: throughout. Yeah, I think if you're looking for an angle, it does have to be the without constitution hill market and yeah, Fagan's logic, I think, sounds yeah, pretty flawed, uh, flawless <laughs> flawed. rather than flawed. <laughs> that was a <laughs> slip of the tongue. Uh, so yeah, I, to be honest, I don't really have loads to add to that. I think kind of found the angle there, and yeah, it's a case of yeah. How far for Constitution Hill but yeah I, I do appreciate the unders angle as well
0: is there uh, this this might be a really hard question to answer, but I will ask anyway in even looking at the fixed odds without market you've got three runners that are like big massive prices zana here uh, Jason the militant good name, and not so sleepy uh, are thirty threes and fifties is there any uh, if you were to if, if I was say I want to back one of those three without would you be able to guide me on any one of the three
2: if you uh,
1: guys have a chance? Okay. I think you'd have I think you have to back down to here. If you want to, if, if you're forced down that road, you'd have to back down to here. Okay. Uh was he was he placed in the race last year or, or the year before he he, he got his horse that got the squa- that got disqualified? He, 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 he was set I think he was set was he second last year and then got um He got he got squali- he got disqualified oh, for for so for having a, and an that's correct. That is correct. Uh, but but no, I'm I'm on a betting podcast. I'm not one that should be advocating not having a bet. But I think it's really a race you can watch. Like like Constitution Hill should be an aeroplane. Statement should be able to put at least give us a measure of how good he is. Uh, and I think it would be nice just to sit back, sit back and watch it. Like we haven't had a champion two mile hurdler for a long time, like a really, really good one. It's been a pretty shit division. Uh and, and it'd be really good to see Constant Institution Hill go and put up a performance that makes them, you know, mid-170s, uh, and think that we have a horse back to the, you know, the Hardy Eustace eras and the the Easterbrack eras and and, and and before that, you know. Yes,
0: absolutely. I think I think that is absolutely fair. You're right. On a betting podcast, not necessarily uh, advocating not to necessarily have a bet is not always the best path. But I think this is one of those occasions. You can sit back and enjoy. Uh, lovely. Uh, we shall do that. I mean, I will have a bet. I'll bet better than the <laughs> others on the I I, I
1: I definitely will as well. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> but, uh. Nice. Okay. So we move on. We, we, are, we are moving at a good rate here. Uh, and this is the Close Brothers Mayor's Hurdle. Close Brothers just love to change the races they sponsor. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is the Mayor's <laughs> Hurdle, uh, a race that often comes under a bit of scrutiny uh, due to uh, well, many factors, uh the betting looks like this: Marie's rock and honeysuckle are your three to one joint favorites uh Epitomte, uh not not necessarily one of martin's favorites or uh,
2: no I was against it wasn't I?
0: I, I, in the end, I got really really lucky. I called a pepper Peppertont- pig Peppertont-y pig I they said
2: she couldn't win, but that was the most novice, and God knows what happened which, <laughs> she, one of the worst races ever and she she didn't win but uh, yeah but Ever- I was wrong but right at the same time.
0: Indeed. Epiton in at 92. Brandy Love is seven to one. Nine to one, Love Envoi. and and Echoes in Rain. Uh, Fagan, Mare's Hurdle. Where where are we uh where are we have not bet?
2: Um, you just said it, did not you? It's last last one you said.
0: Echoes in Rain. Yeah,
2: it's a it's a it's a belt of a race light. Like, it's really competitive. Um <clears throat> of, of the front end, like the top two or three. I think I would slightly prefer Marie's Roch. Um, I think she's just the most solid. Um, there's a, there's an argument to say that Honeysuckle and potentially Epiton, but maybe not as much, are regressing at, at this age now, maybe not as good as they once were. Um, I couldn't have Love Envoy at all. Uh, she's held on the brandy love form, and I just think she's just uh, pretty overrated, overrated, to be honest. Um she was beat eight lens by Brandy Love. And that was Brandy Love going the, the wrong way around as well. So um yeah, I couldn't have her. Yeah, and it just comes down to Echoes in Rain. She's um they're pretty much all close with on ratings wise. Um and I like Echoes in Rain for the reason that um last year she ran with the hood on all year, and um, she ne- she would never settle. She she was always pulling, she pulled in the mares last year. A lot didn't really get home. I think she came fifth in the mares, Didn't really stay, didn't look like she stayed, but that was because she used up so much energy. And uh, she stays two mile one on the flat. She won a um, 17 fair long handicap at Galway off 87. Um, then they took they took the hood. They, she ran in the hood last year or all, all year, and then they took it off for Punchestown in the champion she ran her best race of her life. She got uh, she was three lengths, second to Honeysuckle. That was her career best. Then she went on and won the Galway, flat handicap, and then came second in the Irish Cesarewicz, both without the hood on. Um, then at the start of the season, she ran in the Hatton's Grace. She was still there with a chance, just kind of being nursed into the race, fell at the second last, when could have could have been with, in, in with a chance, like behind Tupu and Classical Dream, then came out next time at Nace in, a, in not a great race, in a great three, over two miles. Uh, she won not that easy, uh, beat Cashback 10 lengths. Yeah, I just think she's an improved horse from the horse she was last year. She settles now that they took the hood off her. She's improved the stone on the uh, on the flat. And I think now that she settles, she'll get the trip, which she should get anyway, as I said, because she stays over two miles on the flat. And I just think a 10-to-1 um, with the potential that Honeysuckle and Epiton, may maybe regressing. I, I only really see the only danger being Marie's Rock. So at, um, at 10 to 1, I think she's a nice, nice bet.
1: OK.
0: Uh, Rob, a question is a man that doesn't necessarily follow racing as closely as I once did. Honeysuckle was one of the horses of last season, if not the horse of last season. Uh yeah. Certainly in, in the hurdling division, I suppose. Won the, won the champion hurdle. Uh, won at Punchestown. Why are we not all piling into the 130?
3: Well, I did just to uh, mention something that quite funny that I saw today. The connections of Honeysuckle might be potentially regretting running in this race just because it looks so deep and so competitive and not having one more crack at a champion hurdle. I think could quite easily see her finishing second or third in the champion hurdle and, maybe fourth or fifth in this Like just in terms of the depth of the race you've got uh, yeah, you've got last year's winner you've got champion hurdle placed, Honeysuckle obviously won the champion hurdle last season you've got some of the top mayors in Ireland, Brandy Love echoes in rain, Queensbrook ran an absolute blinder uh, last season to finish second in this race and yeah, I think as as Martin briefly alluded to, honeysuckle looks just to be a bit on the downgrade this season. Although she has come, she has come up against state man last time out, who is clearly uh, the champion hurdle division is going to be a lot stronger with him and Constitution Hill in it this season compared to to last year. So, while... She certainly does have a chance in this race. I don't think I would be siding with a horse that's on the downgrade in quite such a competitive event. Uh, I do think Queensbrook is maybe a touch overpriced at around 16 to 1, I think think she is. Uh, Like I say, she ran an absolute blinder in this race last year. There are a couple of firms offering four places each way. And if you can... Get on with them 16 to 1. Queensbrook looks rock solid. I know she gave uh, she got quite a bit of weight off Brandy Love last time out, but it's for me, it's not an absolute certainty that Brandy Love turns around that form uh, on her next run, okay? In this race, so I think Queensbrook is probably the bet for me. Honeysuckle, yeah, obviously a classy horse, but she's she's on the downgrade.
0: Fair enough. Asked and answered, four places available at Skybet and Unibet. Uh, and as Rob says, 16 to 1 about Queensbrook. Marmo, Mayor's Hurdle, top two in the market. Do they, either of them do anything for you?
1: Yeah, it turned into a cracking race, this. Uh, you know, the president of Constitution Hill has forced a lot of the mayors here. Uh, and I actually had back love in by anti-post on the basis that it might cut up and it might turn up very soft ground. But I'm not really liking it anymore. Uh, it's, such a, it's such a deep, deep race. I think the argument that Honeysuckle is on the downgrade or Honeysuckle is gone might just end up getting overplayed. Uh, she was second to state man at Leperstown, only beaten five lengths. Uh, she was third behind Tia Hoopo the time before that, probably taking a bit of beating in the stairs, uh, and looked all over the winner before she blew up. She hadn't been for a gallop before before the Fairy House race, which was the first season she hadn't been for a gallop. She's been at Cheltenham three times. She's won each and won every time. Obviously, she was about fifth, sixth, Fifteen from fifteen or sixteen from sixteen. Before that, she was two to one immediately after Dublin Racing Festival, and yeah, you looked at that and thought, "Fuck me, how can you face into that?" But she's getting affordable now. It becomes a much different proposition for me. Uh, a lot of the good judges say she's gone. I think if she ended up at four to one, I'd be obliged to back her just on the basis that I don't think she's as far gone as people said, uh, and and I oh, look at it be a It'll be a take the roof off moment if she went and won it as well. Uh, but I just think it's ended up getting overplayed a little bit. Uh, but it's actually a really, really good race. Like Marie's Rock has been to go for the stairs. Uh, everybody you know, had lovely sexy anti-post vouchers for that, and they disappeared. Epitante, she definitely looked like she was gone uh, before she rocked up and won. I think it was a Doncaster the last day. Uh, Brandy Love, oh, I couldn't have that. Uh, I, I just think uh, you know it's, it needs. I know it needs to go left-handed, but I'd be amazed at that if that was good enough to win this. And, and Echoes and Rain, look at Town doesn't get it wrong very often. He's chosen to ride that Brandy Love over Echoes and Rain. So I, I couldn't have that. I, I think I could end up back at Honeysuckle just purely on price. Fair enough. Fair enough. That is the
0: mayor's hurdle. Uh honeysuckle for Marmo, potentially. Um, especially if it gets out to fours.
1: Just pure, just purely on price. Yeah, I wouldn't have a I, strong opinion, but purely on price. I think and that's what it's to... all about
0: ultimately. I think I'd have to follow you in. Rob, like in Queensbrook, at 16s. And for Fagan, it was Echoes in rain. You can get it 10 to 1. Again. Uh, yeah, again, after last year. Um, and we move on to the ultimate race of Tuesday. That is the Boodles Juvenile Handicap Hurdle. Uh, I will go with Marmo first. Uh, obviously, the first handicap hurdle means that we're due a Fagan uh, monologue. No, 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 no. Okay, fine. Uh,
2: this one, this one's... Uh, it's not like the others. This one's... Fine. You can get it of our fucking... Okay. One, well...
0: fit In the single figures, you've got Tecal, or Techam, I suppose. Nine to two. Best. Six places. Although we're down to 130 in some places. Uh, biker. Bad. Both available at sevens. Risk Bell. Uh, available at eights. Hills or standout best price on every runner in this race. Uh, Marmo,
1: any... Any interest in the Boodles juvenile it, handicap? Huh? It was quite. It was quite funny. I hadn't spent much time with the Boodles, but I had a look at it today. Uh, and almost every horse is the same profile. Uh, not all first time wins. Wins a juvenile hurdle, <laughs> second time runs well in a graded race, third time doesn't finish too too close to the ones in front, so it doesn't have to run in the triumph. Uh, the uh, the shortest priced English horse in the triumph hurdle is twenty to one. Script writer. I can't win. Absolutely can't win. Couldn't win if it started now. <coughs> if, if if the shortest price they could have in, the, in a try is 20-1, to one, the Irish must win the Boodles as well. Takeo, uh, obvious one from Willie's. of course it is. Uh, ran well the last day. Uh, a biker, uh, Charles Burns, you know, uh, who really wants to be against a Charles Burns plot in a race like this. Look, I think you could have 10 bets in the race and not end up with the winner. But as long as you're back in an Irish heart, you're probably not in bad shape. My two against the field are Biker and Sundial. Uh, I think Sundial Sundial is a, a typical JP one. Like it was not off a yard the last day, uh, and but had run well prior to that. Uh, Trader won the race last year. Uh, Park Roach. Uh, and I'm sure this has been. I look at every horse in the race has been plotted up for this, but he's 16 to 1. You know, the top end of the market are are like 9 to 2 and 7. It wouldn't be a race I'd be going in deep in, but my two against the field would be Biker at 7 with Hills, which looks very fair, to be honest, uh, and Sundial at 16. But like, I wouldn't be surprised if one of a half a dozen of the Irish would it?
0: Nice. Biker and Sundial. Uh, very nice. Robert.
3: Yeah, uh, kind of echo those sentiments. It's kind of hard to. As, yeah, as long as you're back in an Irish one in this, I think you won't go far wrong. The juvenile form just looks streets ahead of the rest. Uh, yeah, much like Marmo, the one I've kind of landed on against the field is Sundial. He looks the kind of JP plot in this race. He's run okay behind some, some good horses in three runs before a questionable effort in a handicap last time out where I think the thought of actually running or uh, winning that race was the last thing on the jockey or trainer's mind. Uh, if, he'd, if he'd run well in that race, he probably would be carrying seven or eight pounds more than the one, the mark of 120 now. And yeah, not going to have a massive interest, but decent each way but around 16 to one. And then another one that could be of interest is uh, action motion. Uh, Dennis Hogan trains it. It's another one of all the horses that is trained for this moment on Tuesday afternoon. So I think around 33. If if you fancy a bet on a a horse that can be plotted up, then you've got a a chance there.
0: Nice. Action motions, Rob says, 33 to 1 across the board. uh, Six places widely available as well. Fagan to close out the yeah
2: uh, yeah i agree with the lads especially what marvel was saying about the irish horses um, i think the the biker form line is, is is the one to be to be going with in um, that race he ran in last time i think it's produced the last two or something of the winners of this um, Sir like said alan, alan was the winner of that um a couple, uh, earlier in the season he was he got to within five lengths of the fav for the triumph uh, blood destiny and then he's gone and won this, so I kind of like the form line of uh, that novice here, L- Nice, uh, last time. So, uh, yeah, I could I, my two would be Biker, and then the other one that came um, fifth in the same race last time, um, Paul Nolan saying the uh, Metamorphous. Um, if you go back through the recent record, I think it's the last five or six years or so um, of horses that Nolan brings over to Cheltenham. Um he doesn't mess about and uh, doesn't bring them for no reason. I think in the last few years he's had Mrs. Milner who won the attempts. She then ran well and was placed in the mayors the year after um he's also had like uh, Disco Rama run well and but I think it's it's something along the lines, I've seen a status, basically it's something along the lines of seven or eight of the ten or eleven he's brought over have either the one up or, or place, so they tend to run well. And I kind of liked the run um, last time. He was five lengths behind Sir Allen. Even it was a slowly run race, but he's waited to turn that round, and he just looks the type to appreciate a uh, the 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 Fred, uh, test for test, fair fast pace, um, strongly run race. So yeah, I, it wouldn't be one I want to go in at a short price very often, but I do think Biker's got. An obvious chance, and then on the same form line, uh, Metamorphius is a bit bigger, so I'll probably back that as well. Twenties, twenty-two, or something.
0: Okay, so in the Boodles, we've got Biker, Sundial, Action Motion, and Metamorphius. Uh, a wide range of prices, but uh, I mean, to be honest, as soon as I heard the name Charles Byrne, uh, I know where my money's going. There's just no point, no point in the. Uh, as you say, Marmo, avoiding that if
1: it's... Get, yeah. uh, and the, the, the other thing about it is the kid gets the claim, Baric, Uh And like, some of these Irish jockeys claiming five in, in, in England is just daylight robbery. Uh, and look, and he, he'd be one of them. Uh, so, uh, you know, the next, next few pounds in the in the satchel. I think we will <laughs> add that
0: as the best bet. And that race, very nice. Final race of day one is your National Hunt Chase. It used to be running over four miles. Now over three miles five and a bit. Uh, your even money favourite.
3: You're shot there.
0: Even <laughs> money, sho- 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 <laughs> money favourite is Gaia the Do uh, Mesnil. I suppose uh, you've got six to one about. uh me, is that dirt on my screen? Yes, it is. Marla Mission Chemical Energy is available at six. Is also Minera Kruna Sevens ten to one. Mister Coffee. Uh, it's twenty to one and bigger. The rest uh, of your ten runners. I remember the days where this was a much bigger field. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's why the the
2: uh, shortened. Yeah, 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 there was uh, loads of issues. That's
0: there. a shame. Well, <laughs> yes, I mean, obviously, don't. Yeah, yeah, that's not a shame. <laughs> uh, uh, Rob, the the national hunt chase. Can we see past the even money favourite?
3: Uh, well, naturally, when you have a short price favourite and. Eight to ten runners. You do tend to look at the each way options. Sure. I know Gaia Demiurge. Yeah, certainly solid, solid enough horse. He's run at a, a good level. Uh, second season novice. Uh, been Patrick Mullins' choice for this race for probably a year. So certainly goes with uh, a, a good chance in this race. Yeah, I can can see why he's a, a short price. But you've got plenty of horses in behind at at bigger prices that are, I don't know, possibly more likely to see out the marathon trip. Uh, The one that I've kind of landed on is from the same yard as Tenzing. Uh, He looks kind of tailor-made to appreciate this, this marathon trip Uh, will handle the soft ground we're assuming is gonna be on the Tuesday. And I think there are question marks of a, a few that are shorter prices on that kind of ground. So 20 to 1 on him is certainly appealing. He's finished second on all three chase starts so far. Obviously, that makes the win part possibly a bit less appealing, but he's finished behind some good horses, including the Brown advisory favorite, Jerry Colomb on chase debut. Uh, he stayed on well at the finish, I think, is the kind of main takeaway I've had from from all of his runs over fences. Looks like he's kind of the type of horse that just gets going after two circuits of a, of a racetrack uh, certainly appears to me to have stamina in abundance. Don't mind the jockey booking. There's obviously better amateurs around, but he's certainly capable. His jumping, although it was a little bit sketchy, maybe the first one has improved quite a bit every run. And I think he'll, the type of horse that will, will relish this test and yeah, 20 to one each way is the Bet I'll be having, but I certainly understand why the favorite is the price he is.
0: That is tensing for Rob. Uh, Marmo, the national hunt chase. Uh, as Rob says, there's got to be some each way filled here.
1: Yeah, definitely. I look at the favorite, has an obvious and clear chance, but interestingly, there was basically a Mullins on every Cheltenham preview in Ireland, right? Of which there was about 748 of them, uh, and this sort of kind of was never put up as a map by anybody. Uh, and they've like planning a short prices one, and it just uh, I just kind of half get the impression that it's an odds against shot, not an even money shot. listed to that, uh, and therefore you're you know you're obliged to shop for value against it. I back Mr. Coffee each way anti post. Uh, a little bit disappointed that ten have turned up. I thought it might cut up a little bit more. He was second into Kim Muir last year, uh, so goes well around the track. That was on soft ground as well as the the really really bad day. Uh, under Sam Whaley Cohn. He's only had three spins this year. He, he ran a good race at Chepstow first time out, uh, where Nico rode him. Uh, and then there was a big jockey upgrade to Derek O'Connor, uh, at Utoxeter, where again, he ran a really solid race and finished second. Uh, Derek O'Connor is a master in these sort of races, sitting wait, 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 wait. Uh, and look at the each win nick for me at about eight or 10 to one will be him. Uh, could see the favorite winning. But let's say just it, the just the vibes of kind of getting that he isn't a he isn't a good thing that that when you have a quick glance at the paper he should be. I know that Marler Mission as well. Fancy the John McConnell horse. Carl's an excellent trader. Uh But 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 listen, that just about beat a horse called Churchstone Warrior last. Actually, it didn't It got beat by Churchstone Warrior last time? We looked the winner started favourites and the favourite knocked Churchstone Warrior out of the way the time before that. So you know I struggle to see that beating the favourites uh as i'm on mr coffee each way i was hoping it might cut up the six or seven runners that hasn't but i'd still be disappointed if he didn't get the three
3: okay
0: mr coffee like that turns in for up fagan anything to add uh, no nothing really for me
2: in this lovely um, i agree with what i want to say really no better
0: okay uh and that takes us on to naps and best each way bets of day one uh go on Fagan, give me a nap of day one um i mean i could be illiterate Tom each way I
2: yeah. just can't see him out of the frame. And um, if obviously if Fasil bounces back, he probably comes second or third, but yeah, illate Tom, me now.
0: It's your nap. Nice. Okay. Uh Rob, your nap of day one.
3: Uh let's go for El Fabiolo in the Arco. El Think, he'll,
1: he'll, think, he'll, think he'll, 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 he'll win. Him. Okay. And Marmo? Yeah, El Fabiolo in the Arkle at the at the shorter prices. He's the most solid bet of the day. Okay, nice. Uh
0: and your best each way bet, Marmo.
1: In the pocket, in the, in, the Supreme, in the Supreme. Especially if they're playing extra places. I, think, I don't know if that 16 to 1, four places each way will be there with Denise on Tuesday morning, but if it is, it'll be getting some spanking, I can tell you that.
3: Fantastic. <laughs> uh,
1: Rob Alexander, you
0: best each way better the first day of the Cheltenham Festival?
3: Uh, let's try and get a Trixie together on the first day. Sundial and the Boodles, I think it nice. can, can go well.
0: Nice. And Fagan? Uh in the Echoes in rain, and that is in your mare's hurdle. Yeah, uh, very nice. Uh, each way El Fabiolo win there. Your nap that's a nap, uh, sort of double, I suppose. It's not not best each way, but but fine. Uh, do you want to win? Nap Fagan, uh, just uh, take just take your uh, let win and fuck, fuck, cons- for fuck. constitutional, constitutional, <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, and then echoes, uh, in the pocket. Echo's in rain. That
2: and, might be my only winner at the fucking festival, but get it in. That'll
0: do. And Sundar, Constitution Hill, very nice. I mean, that's, just, that's what Naps are meant to be, isn't it? Well, the yeah, ones, but, the but, ones are going to win.
2: All the other Naps are a bit short, like, but uh, yeah, I just, I can't see out of the places.
0: Nice. Put, okay. Put
2: Illivict on places, you are.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Lovely. And that uh, wraps up day one of the Cheltenham Festival. Thank you very much to the lads. We'll be back, of course, uh, for days two, three and 4 Uh yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's, that's that.